Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, week eight. Today, we continue our sin series. Two weeks to examine the greatest issue known to man. Today's podcast is Lecture I, a word of truth accounting of sin, the greatest issue known to man, day 10. The title of the podcast for today is Believers in Sin, Part 2. We know that everyone having been born of Elohim does not sin, but the one having been born of Elohim guards himself. 1 John 5.18 The lecture I objectives are discuss the importance of always being on your guard, analyze the variance between having sin and being a sinner, Examine the power of the force of nature and analyze the believer's progress over sin. For those in our virtual book club, this lecture references chapter four of the Pinnacle of Holiness, volume one, The Sin Issue. Our first section is entitled, Don't Take Your Guard Down. Now, in yesterday's podcast, we introduced the great conundrum of believers in sin, and we settled the matter concerning false believers in short and decisive order. These charlatans are not being saved, and the great conundrum is why they are deceiving themselves into believing a lie when their souls are at stake. At the same time, we did not discuss the third and final part of this conundrum. That is the scenario where a true believer is taken in sin or in any way falls short in the execution of the Father's will. This too is a conundrum, but not in the same way that many false believers have deceived themselves into believing there is a shortcut into everlasting life. On the contrary, the great conundrum or mystery surrounding true believers whose sin is the process of a recovery. Contrary to popular belief and understanding, sin is the worst spiritual disease of all time. On this wise, sin is more lethal than the sum of every other spiritual and physical disease combined. Moreover, if it is not treated properly, that is, in accordance with the word of truth, it will always result in some form of death. I trust I have gotten your attention. Whether I have or not, I will say it again and rephrase. 
if you commit an illicit act of sin or in any way transgress the Father's will, there is always the possibility that you will never recover from it. You could die spiritually, and in some cases, you could also die physically. No doubt, this is a serious matter, and it is consistent with the message and the danger I have been touting on sin since the beginning. Sin is the greatest issue known to man, the greatest issue of all time. This is not just in the case of false believers and sinners, it is also the case for you and me and all who have been called. And here is why. The way of holiness is a no sin zone. Therefore, Every time you sin willfully, you are purposefully taking yourself out of the way of holiness and onto one of the many paths of unrighteousness. Herein lies the danger, for you have now taken leave of the safekeeping of the Spirit and have entered Satan's territory. If you think that's bad enough, trust me, it's a thousand times worse because Satan has his eyes on us. He desperately wants to destroy us because we are the lights of the world. And if there is one thing the kingdom of darkness hates, it is light. Therefore, the moment the enemy finds you in his territory, without the Holy Spirit, your keeper, he is going for the kill. Whether or not he succeeds, is entirely up to Elohim and the amount of grace he extends to you. Yet, despite this fact, we are talking about spiritual and physical death in one twisted turn of fate. Trust me, there is no pleasure in this world worth dying for. There is no sin in this world worth losing your soul over. This is why 1 John says, the one being born of Elohim guards himself. My dear friends, I promise you, the moment you let your guard down is the moment you begin straying from the way of holiness and you won't even know it. Therefore, my advice to you is simple. Don't take your guard down. Our next section is entitled, having sin versus being a sinner. Here's a question. Is it possible for a believer who has a sinful nature but does not continue in sin to inherit eternal life? The answer is yes. This is possible. It is the only way we can be saved. The equation is as thus. A sinner cannot get into heaven but all have sinned or fallen short in one way or another. This speaks to the difference between having sin and being a sinner, and the answer to the great conundrum of believers in sin. That is, the evaluation of two facts that seem to be contradictory. However, they are both correct when rightly dividing the scriptures. These facts are, True believers are not sinners, and everyone who is born into sin has a sinful nature. 
let us hear what the word of truth has to say about these matters. To begin with, let us confirm that believers are not sinners. They do not continue in sin. 1 Peter 2, 21-24 reads, For to this you were called, because Messiah also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was the seat found in his mouth, who himself bore our sins in his body on the timber, so that we, having died to sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. 1 John 3, 6 and 9 reads, Everyone staying in him does not sin. Everyone sinning has neither seen him nor known him. Everyone having been born of Elohim does not sin because his seed stays in him and he is powerless to sin because he has been born of Elohim. 1 John 5, 18 reads, we know that everyone having been born of Elohim does not sin, but the one having been born of Elohim guards himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. Let us now hear what the word of truth has to say about the fact that we are born into sin. Likewise, all have sinned and falling short of the esteem of Elohim. Psalm 51.5 reads, See, I was brought forth in crookedness, and in sin my mother conceived me. Galatians 3.22 reads, But the scripture has shut up all mankind under sin, that the promise by belief in Yahushua Messiah might be given to those who believe. 1 John 1.8-10 reads, if we say that we have no sin, we are misleading ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is trustworthy and righteous to forgive us the sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Let's now discuss the force of nature. Here again, the mystery of believers and sin is great, and many leaders within the conglomerate church have completely missed the mark in accounting for it. This is because they are unable to rightly divide the word of truth. If they were, they would not so readily suggest that believers can continue in sin and still inherit eternal life even if some verses in our modern, often mistranslated Bibles appear to suggest it. As Messiah taught us, if the blind lead the blind, they shall both fall into the ditch. You must believe me, this is exactly where the modern church is at on this topic, a spiritual ditch. Yet we are on the high ground and we will never concede the high ground. The sad part is, this great mystery is only great because so many are failing to understand it. This is not because this mystery is ultra-complex, i.e., like the mystery of godliness, 
it's because these false believers don't want to stop sinning, and their leaders have convinced them that they don't have to. Heaven is open for sin. What a full notion. Hear me carefully, and I'll cause you to understand. When the word of truth reads, if we say that we have no sin, we are misleading ourselves, it is referring to our sinful nature. Likewise, when the word of truth reads, in sin, my mother conceived me, it is also referring to our sinful nature. This sinful nature we obtain at our birth is the issue. It is the problem, and is why I refer to it as the first of our seven greatest enemies, as opposed to sin in general. Here again, these are the seven greatest enemies you will encounter on your quest. And the first is your sinful nature. And here's the question. Why is your sinful nature your greatest enemy and not sin universally? What's the difference? The answer, your sinful nature is the sin within you. And that is a much greater issue for you than universal sin, which is external to you. Your sinful nature is a byproduct, the default arrangement of your flesh, soul, and spirit. That is, until you receive the set-apart spirit of Elohim. At that time, you begin the process of transformation by first changing your stimuli, then changing your thoughts, next changing your intentions, and lastly, changing your actions. A byproduct of the transformation is in your nature, i.e., your sinful nature is gradually converted into a righteous, Elohim-fearing nature. And as the word of truth reveals, you will reach a point in this process where you stop sinning, quite simply because your nature has changed. That, my friends, is the power and force of nature. Therefore, don't let anyone lie to you, telling you that you can't stop sinning just because the word of truth reveals all have sinned. A spiritual novice can plainly see we all have a sinful nature we must defeat. All you have to do is change your nature and see what happens when you yield yourself to such a powerful force as the Holy Spirit. Let's now discuss the believer's progress. As you likely know, yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit is the only way to make progress on your quest. If you fail to yield at all times to the Holy Spirit, you will also fail to eliminate your sinful nature. This is where things will go south for you. Here is why. The word of truth reveals you are serving the one to whom you yield your members. Therefore, if you, after receiving the Holy Spirit, continue to yield your members to sin, the Spirit will, in fact, leave you, for he cannot remain in a temple that consistently walks contrary to his guidance. See Genesis 6 and 3. Trust me, this is not a scenario you want to find yourself in. 
This is not a path you want to take. The word of truth tells us plainly, it is worse off for you if you receive the spirit and continue in sin than if you had never received the spirit at all. See Matthew 12, 43 to 45, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9, Hebrews 6, 4 through 6, and Hebrews 10, 26 through 31. I trust none of you will meet that fate. And if my trust should prove true, you must at all times be focused on progress. You must at all times follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit and allow him to convert you into a spiritually progressive being, for this is the only way to eliminate your sinful nature. Remember, your sinful nature is a source of all your sins. Thus, the only way to stop sinning is to eliminate your sinful nature. And the only way to eliminate your sinful nature is to allow the Spirit to replace it with a divine nature reflective of our Creator. In the process, you are going to make honest mistakes, and the Father knows that. Therefore, you should take courage in the fact that He will forgive you for each honest misstep you take in your quest, as long as you follow the guidelines of repentance. The key is, these missteps must be honest, i.e., they're not willful, they're not premeditated. They are the byproducts of the reality that your sinful nature is in the process of being eliminated. Yet, until it is eliminated, it is alive, and anything that is alive will always make its presence known. Be that as it may, your simple nature may be living, but it is also dying, and thus its presence should grow weaker. Correspondingly, your occasions of sin should also gradually decrease until you sin no more. This, my friends, is the first great sign that you are a true believer and you are making good progress on your quest. Now, here is the final word. Anyone in this world can overcome their sinful nature if they really want to. I could painlessly continue this series for weeks, even months, and there would still be more for me to share about the danger of sin and the process in which our nature is transformed so that we sin no more. Yet, foundation has been laid. You now know what sin is. You know how you fall into sin, and you know how to overcome sin. The only question that remains is, will you follow the process and yield yourself to the Holy Spirit every hour of every day for the rest of your life? If you answered yes, then I invite you to stay with me as we prepare ourselves to formally initiate the quest. Now, here is the assignment for today. Take some time to meditate on all you have learned in this series. And by the Spirit, make sure you have received all this word of truth. Then be prepared to get back after it next week 
as we move on to the next series. Here's what's next. We completed today's podcast, The Believer in Sin, Part 2. And you are now prepared to move on to the next level in this quest. Now that we have completed week eight of this quest and another critical series, we are moving on to week nine in a new series as we are on the verge of completing the preliminary phase of this quest. This new series is entitled The Quest for Holiness. The objective is to prepare you to formally initiate the quest for holiness, this series of lectures that will ensure you succeed in completing this crossing before we set out. No doubt, this will be a very important series for not only will we be concluding the preliminary phase, I will be providing you with my final guidance before you formally initiate your personal quest. In effect, by the end of this upcoming series, your training will be over. You, my friend, will be on the quest with thousands of true believers like you all over this world. And it all begins on Monday. So have a great weekend, everyone. As always, take some time to review the notes from the series and pray to the Father that you stay strong as we prepare to transition you from staging to production. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.